going? And this is Your Health Class. This show is all about helping you guys transform, changing your health, and so we wanted to start by sharing our health transformations, showing you guys the mistakes we've made, and the things we've accomplished. Yeah, our journeys, basically. And how are you doing today, Teak? I'm pretty good. It's a little hot outside, but uh, I'm coping. How are you? Well, I'm, oh, I mean, besides the fact that it's like smoky as hell outside. Yeah. Smog. Yeah, not a fan of that part, but nootropics have me feeling great. I'm really pumped to do this right now, so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just dive in. Should we start with my transformation since it's a little bit more linear than yours? Yeah, just a little bit. (laughs) Okay, so I didn't really get into health and fitness until I was probably like 18 maybe 19. And that's like, I had no interest in it before that. Like I was playing football back in freshman year, lifting literally four or five days a week. And I got no muscle gains out of it, pushing myself, eating tons of food. Well, that was the other problem there is, uh, my diet was strictly three bowls of cereal a day, like specifically frosted flakes, the tastiest, tastiest of the cereals. And so, nothing but sugar, and yeah, I felt awful, my arms were skinny, I hated it, and that's pretty much, like, what kicked off my transformation. Like, not the fact that I felt awful, but the fact that I hated the way I looked, especially when I saw a picture one day, and I was just like, are my arms really that small? (laughs) Yeah, they were. (laughs) It was pretty embarrassing. A little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah. But then fell in love with it when I realized that there's so much, it's so much more about just looking better. And I didn't realize how big of a problem it might have been that I was like 16 years old and having heart palpitations just sitting in bed watching TV. I mean, I didn't look that out of shape, but I have a history of heart disease in my family. So I imagine that's probably not the best thing to be. Having that early on. Pure sugar is not uh, (laughs) beneficial for that either. (laughs) Yeah, so I spent probably like, once I was 18 or 19, spent like a year, maybe two, just seeing almost no progress in the gym. But then I finally like dedicated myself to it, followed some different advice. I was away from the norm at the time of just like lift five days a week, eat all the food in sight and or eat. What is it, like every two hours or something like that people recommend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that did not work for me. And so, <laughs> yeah, I just, if anything, just felt worse. Developed more of, a, uh, more of a stomach and really just did not gain anything. Like, I was tired of my arms being skinny, but my arms didn't change at all those first two years. And then finally kind of, like, got things rolling. Started to feel better about myself after, like, I started only training three days a week, started actually like sleeping more, and then I found the Model Health Show, which was probably the biggest transformer for me, at least. It was like, I remember, it was, the, I think, the second episode I was listening to, because I was driving to school like 50, 60 minutes a day, there and back, so I just started listening to podcasts, and that's like really when I started making a transformation, because I heard this one podcast topic about epigenetics, and like... All that is, is like your genes are just like a light switch turning off and on. And so when I heard that, it's like, oh, crap. If I actually just take care of my body, I might not have like awful diseases like my family has. Like 
my dad had to get a pacemaker put in, and like he's a very fit guy. Um, my grandmother did on my dad's side. My grandmother on my mom's side also had one put in. Probably some more heart problems in there somewhere. I don't, I don't know them all off the top of my head. Yeah, but, a lot of people don't look into their genetic composition when they take into account their health. Yeah. I mean, you can solve a lot of the problems in your family's line, especially health problems, if you just do like basically the opposite of what your family's been doing for most of the time and just mm -hmm. be conscious about those things. And some things don't always have to be like continuing down this genetic trend. You can yeah. kind of stop it and take care of it. And if you pinpoint certain things and target certain things, you can kind of. Yeah, exactly. Move away from that. <laughs> well, because, like, even my dad, like, he's always, like, pretty much taking care of himself, which is kind of probably where I got some of this habit from, of, like, once I got into it, it's like, okay, it is really important for me to take care of myself. But also, he, like, all that information that we were having, like, taught to us was wrong for so long. Like, he started his day with oatmeal for the longest time. That's and, huge with people. Yeah. And <laughs> it's been told it's healthy for us. He... um. I can't remember all the other stuff off the top of my head, but he'd still eat soda. And cause we've always had kind of problems like holding weight on ourselves. And so he would just like kind of go into the junk food a little bit. And so my theory is hoping that some of that contributes to the heart disease and why he had to get a pacemaker put in. And hopefully if I can change that around and like take care of my body now, I won't have those problems in the future. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of it too is, I'm sure he was an active guy, but combined with the poor diet and mm -hmm. the certain things he was consuming, um, you you want to like exercise your heart. A lot of people don't realize when you're going into a certain cardio level, yeah, your heart is getting exercised as well. Your heart is a muscle. You have to think about your heart as a muscle. Mm -hmm. So when you hit this certain level and you're breathing hard and everything, your heart is working out. Yeah, not just whatever muscle you're working out. You're getting a heart workout too. So. That's also beneficial when you're working out. That's something you have to take into account if you have heart issues or mm -hmm. anything like that. I mean, maybe it could be bad to work out your heart if you have certain heart issues, but yeah, I could only see it being beneficial. It's all about like scaling it, I feel. Like yeah. when you're first starting out, like you should not jump into a workout like me and Teague are doing. Like we've literally built these up like built to this position over years and years. Like mm -hmm. even if I did the workout I'm doing right now at the very beginning, like it would destroy me. <laughs> it would be more like detrimental than beneficial. Yeah. Too much. And mm -hmm. so it's really all about finding where you're at. Like if you're not doing anything right now, just going for a walk, it's going to be one of the best things you can do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then back to kind of my transformation. And so after I did that, like, it was just like a snowball of like, okay, if I can like prevent this somehow, I want to learn anything and everything about health. So at the time, I was going to school to be a mechanical engineer. And that was like something I was never really super passionate about, but I was good at math and good at science. So I was like, might as well do this. It pays good money. But I got super passionate about health, super passionate about just figuring out how my body works and how to get it to work better and like on that next level and so over the course of time i just learned about that and then eventually got to a point where it's like i'm not passionate about what i'm going to school for why am i going to do this why not like actually try and help people like like what we're doing here with the podcast mm -hmm. like trying to get this information out there so like 
if you're like a healthy guy like my dad, you're not making these mistakes in the past that affect you in the future. You're just going to live an overall like healthier life, be there for your family even more. And I'm actually really proud of him just for the fact that like he's actually just finishing the 75 hard with me right now. Same with my mom, same with my sister. And then actually we just got Teague started on it this week. So I'm excited to see like how much he's going to transform too. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at right now as far as things go. Well, going back to more of his transformation, I, I remembered when we weren't too super close when we were younger and um, more into the teenage years, we started to see each other more because our, our mutual friends, we kind of like came around him and we kind of saw each other more. And um, I noticed, like, I, when I first saw him, he was kind of like this scrawny dude that, um, you know, didn't have much muscle on him, kind of a smaller yep. frame and everything like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and um, I, I wouldn't see him too often. And then, like, time went by, time went by, and I'd see him again, and I noticed. I was like, okay. He hit his growth spurt and everything, and he's, like, kind of getting muscle on him. And then more time would go by and more muscle would pack onto him and then more time, more time. So there was a trend going on. It it took him a long time to build this physique that he has now, but that's just kind of something I noticed about him when we were younger and as time progressed that it took him a long time, but eventually he came to where he is now. Well, that's what I think so cool about you and me doing this podcast together is that for me, losing fat is not necessarily the hardest part. Like, <laughs> I can kind of shred fat pretty easily, but oh my God, I have to struggle as far as muscle goes. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy like learning about the science of how to lose fat and how to just get to that very next level. But as far as like losing it, it's not really my biggest struggle. Whereas like Teague over here, I feel like he just packs on size like nobody's business. I have to say, I get a little bit jealous sometimes, but. <laughs> But then when it comes like the fat loss, he's, it seems like he struggles with that just a little bit more or he has to put a little bit more effort into that. So I feel like it's kind of like different perspectives that we both have that kind of contribute to like an overall like more well-rounded show. Yeah. And also it seemed like your transformation was you had to do a lot of thinking behind it. There was a lot of critical thinking mm-hmm. where you needed to go and what you needed to do. And there was very specific things that worked for you and very specific things that, yeah. well, not very specific things, but a lot of things that weren't going to work basically mm-hmm. to get you to where you are. Yeah. Like for instance, like working out, like right now I work out about five days a week of like heavy weight training. And then like, well, 75 hard, I'm working out twice a day, every day, but that's like, like walking or stretching and stuff like that in the workouts too. But when I first started, if I was working out five days a week, I saw no results. Like it was just too much for my body to handle. And I don't know if it just treat my body just started treating it like cardio after a while. Like you had to step back and reassess things yeah. from there. Cause what the norm for people wasn't working for you. Mm-hmm. And so what I had to do was literally step back, start working out just 45 minutes like max at a time and just like really focusing on like the key movements just building strength not really doing too much in the gym but then like nailing my diet 100 percent. like that was the biggest difference for me and even when i was working out five days a week and nailing my diet like like 90 percent, no results it was really just comes down to like me just nailing the diet like getting in tons of protein and then I started to see some results, like just focusing purely on like strength. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so <clears throat> if we go into what um my transformation was pretty much started I want to say sophomore year of high school similar to Trevor's with football and everything I got into football and a requirement of football was weight training so we had to get into the weights we had to get stronger and <clears throat> I feel like that kind of gave me the discipline for the structure I have now and everything like that with weight training yeah so I was I've always been on the bigger side usually well when I was younger I was on the bigger side. I was eating a bunch of unhealthy food. I was eating like Cheez-Its mm. and goldfish for the mainstay. <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> yeah, it was not very healthy. And um, I was kind of, I hit my growth spurt and I kind of lost a lot of weight. It kind of rounded me out a bit going into high school. That was from middle school. Mm -hmm. um, and I was still a little chubbier going into high school, but... Not not on the huge side. And I, I knew going into high school that I wanted to do something active. It just yeah. – I, I never really knew what I wanted to do. And I've always been like a competitive guy. So I figured, all right, well, let's give football a shot. So I went into football, did the weight training. And a lot of what helped me lose the weight was running, excessive running. We were always running. Wherever we were going, yeah. running. Punishment, running. <laughs> and the that combined with the weight training – made me lose the weight almost instantaneously. Like within a month, I was probably down to what my body weight should have been. Yeah. And then from there on, I just started packing on muscle. That was like the start of me building my muscle. Well, see, that's like good spot of like where we're different because I played football freshman year. First off, I hadn't hit my growth spurt yet, so it was quite literally just a disaster. <laughs> but all the cardio that he's describing helped him lose weight, and then the strength training, he was still able to uh, gain some muscle. Like, all that cardio for me just, like, made it so I did not increase my bench press even a little bit after a whole year of strength training. I was still doing a 45-pound barbell with 10s on each side. So, kind of the adverse. Yeah. <laughs> adverse effect. Like, what worked amazing for you was, like, the complete worst thing for me. And, like, that's what I feel, like, so important to understand. It's, like, you'll see all these, like, celebrity, like, workouts or celebrity diets and stuff. What works for them does not work for everybody else. Yeah, I'd say more of the traditional traditional style of things worked for me. Mm -hmm. Just kind of what everybody can do is do cardio you, to lose fat yeah. and then hit the gym and hit the weights to build muscle. That's what worked for me. <clears throat> and then around that time, I'd say junior year, I started to get a little more health conscious, like more opening up to a, a diet, more opening up to vegetables and stuff like that. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. More healthy eating, basically. But at that point, I could pretty much eat anything I wanted and uh, just, nothing. Just because all the cardio and stuff you're yeah, doing? Yeah, nothing would happen at okay. all. I wouldn't gain a pound. <laughs> um, so then right about senior year, I had gotten out of football a little bit. And I wasn't really interested in playing for my coach. I didn't really like the coach. Mm. And I was still weight training, though. I had taken on two weight training classes I was hoping oh, okay. those would be different days, but they happened to be <laughs> on the same day of weight training. So I did two workouts a day, and then I was still doing my football workout because I was interested in playing football still. Oh, my God. So three workouts a day. <laughs> um, that continued on for several months, and then I decided I didn't want to do football my senior year. But at that time, I forgot to mention, the summer prior, I had put – all my weight back on from when I had lost it and oh, then some. Okay. Yeah. So I was probably pushing about 280, 290 at that point. 
just a huge guy. I had a decent amount of muscle on that time, mm-hmm. so I was just big. Quite literally at that time, I was half of his weight. <laughs> that is how small I was. Yeah, so definitely different ends of the spectrum. And um, so I was working out regularly, but what I would call my working out is the style of bro lifting, basically, where mm. you're just this meathead who doesn't think about lifting the weight. They just lift the weight. Yeah. That was all it was. No just technique, lifting. just move the weight. Yeah, just lifting weight. And at that time, um, like, I was progressing. I was doing mainly upper body. So uh, <laughs> skipping leg day was a thing for me. <laughs> I would do a little bit of legs, but mainly upper body. So I just wanted to grow my upper body and get stronger in that. And bench, I was kind of obsessed with that. Yeah. And um, Like we all kind of are. Yeah. And my diet was just all over the place. I was just eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and that's how it was. <laughs> and so fast forward a bit, after I get out of high school, I graduate and everything, um, everything just goes downhill. I stop working out. I stop. Well, I wasn't eating right in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I was just continuing my poor diet, basically, um, getting heavy into video games and stuff like that. I was like a giant hermit. <laughs> this and, is uh, a perfect weight loss plan, obviously. <laughs> And so that continues on for the better part of a year and a half, two years. And um, I end up getting my first job at this uh, horse stable. And mm. that, was, that was a decent amount of activity. I was bucking bales of hay, mucking stalls, stuff like that, physical labor. But, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. I was still heavy. I was still, like, not working out. I was still playing video games all the time. And then um, I I want to call it – I had this moment. I was going into the stall to clean it and I just – something just stopped me in my tracks and I just stood there for a second. I was just so frustrated with myself and so fr- frustrated that I let myself go to this point. I feel it. And um, I just stood there and I just thought, I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Like what what possessed you to go this far and let yourself go this much? And – from that moment on, I was just so frustrated with myself that I was just like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to lose this weight and to make myself happy and to become something better than I am now. Yeah. So, I decided on running. I was going to do running as, as oh, I remember I this face. Working out. <laughs> and um, I just running every day, every single day, as far as I could. First, I started with a mile. And then it progressed from there, three, four, up to five miles some days the four scump training plan (laughs) um my diet poor diet but i was basically using um a deficit to help me lose weight even faster and that consisted of eating literally just black beans yeah i remember that every single day (laughs) that was the main thing i remember just tons of running and just endless amounts of beans (laughs) exactly and like i would um it was simple it was cheap it was quick for me you know it was something i could just whip up real quick i throw in a bit of cheese in there and i was like all right it was one can of beans per day and then wait it was only one can yeah one can which was i want to say is maybe about like 700 calorie range five to seven maybe yeah, right around there and then i had uh, the the cheese to boost that a little bit so and, you're at a whole 800 calories for an entire day maybe yeah so not healthy at all <laughs> um and i lost I want to say I lost 65, 70 pounds in the course of a month and a half, <laughs> around two-month range. So definitely not the healthiest way to lose the weight. 
but I was just so frustrated that I was going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, wow. Did yeah. not realize it was that extreme. Yeah, I was, I was frustrated. So lost all that weight. And then one day I just decided um, enough was enough, basically. I was going to stop running and I was going to maybe get more into working out like with the weights again. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I didn't, I mean, running was fun, but I was just kind of tired of it, doing it every single day nonstop. Um, yeah, one day I decided, all right, this bean diet worked for me, but this is enough of the beans. Yeah. So I bought a large mountain Mike's pizza and just <laughs> ate the whole entire thing in one sitting. I was like, yep, I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> I, I lost all this weight and I earned it. I could kind of see that. That yeah. seems uh, pretty appropriate there. So that was awesome. I got to eat the whole pizza. But then, obviously, mentally, that's like, okay, you won. You did it. You got to this point. Mm-hmm. But that is something that triggered me to start eating again. I was like, all right, I can eat whatever I want. I lost oh, all okay. this weight. So I still wasn't under the mentality of like um, eating healthy and getting in these habits i was just like all right i just lost all of it now i can so you're still in the phase of like here's a block i'm gonna get healthy and then but not a complete mindset change where you're gonna like live this for the rest of your life or find something that's actually sustainable for you yeah it was just um it was super unhealthy basically um so fast forward a little bit i'm back in the um, back in the, the weight training flow, I'm lifting mm-hmm. the weights again, but I'm, I'm kind of being conscious about what I eat, but not super conscious. I'm eating whatever I want, but not tons of it like I did yeah. before. So I started slowly and then we go back into just, I got back into video games a little bit. Um, and, oh, well, the main thing was this job that I had, um, lots of traveling. So didn't, didn't have too much access to a gym, long hours. Obviously, oh, is this when you're doing construction? Yeah, okay. that's, I mean, that's an excuse of anything, but it, it made it very difficult to stay committed to working out. Well, I and feel then, like that's why it's so important to establish like a basis of like what your body needs as far as like food, what your body needs as far as exercise. Cause if you don't have like a sustainable basis, life gets crazy, like the construction job of traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it's just so easy to let all these habits like go by the wayside because now, now life's crazy. I don't have time for this. Yeah. So that was basically like a scapegoat I used almost, I want to say. But either way, I, I stopped working out in the gym. And then uh, obviously my diet just went with that. I was, mm-hmm. was kind of being conscious about it, but wasn't. And then traveling all the time and doing all this stuff but you just get whatever you can get your hands on yeah. eat whatever you want the so nice protein cookies in the morning oh yeah that was, <laughs> that was lovely <laughs> yeah i thought those were healthy for me but anyway so i start packing on the pounds again starts all over again i pack on the pounds i probably make it up to 270 i want to say 265 around there so like right back to where you were at the end of high school-ish yeah, so I, well, a little less. I okay. put on about 50, 55 pounds, 60 pounds, something like that. And um, then it was just working construction, working construction. And after that, fast forwarding again, I want to say it was probably about 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019. Um, I'd finally moved out of my parents' house and I moved in with 
Trevor, Trevor. and uh, a mutual friend of ours. And um, Trevor's all about this health stuff at this point. You know, well, he has been for a long time. And he kind of mo- <clears throat> motivated me to um, get back into it, you know, get back into a diet, get back into working out. And so that started it all over. <laughs> um, but this time was different. I mean, I did lose the weight pretty quickly. A little less fast than before, but... Well, your diet also did not become as extreme as before. <laughs> That's true. You, I feel like th- that last time, what was so different about it is the fact that you found something sustainable, like yeah. how much easier fasting was for you to lose weight than uh, your bean diet. <laughs> well, I guess you're probably fasting quite a bit on that too, but yeah, you're eating the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. So the main thing was intermittent fasting he had turned me on to, and also... These glorious things called rice bowls. <laughs> I have not stopped eating rice bowls to this day, and I, I don't know if I ever will because they're so delicious and convenient. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, I love my rice bowls, but Teague takes his rice bowls to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, I've just been experimenting with them and everything and finding yeah. what works best and tastes the best and it's delicious. Yeah, it's not anything complicated, really. Like, no. if you're wondering, it's literally rice. Preferably jasmine rice. Mm-hmm. Jasmine rice is the best, let's be honest. Jasmine rice, uh, whatever meat we have on hand, chicken, go through beef phases, go through turkey phases. Mm-hmm. Usually throw in some like veggies. Yeah. Or I tend to at least. Yeah, I do too. Like just saute mm-hmm. some veggies up, throw that in there, and then season the meat. Maybe some sour cream on there. The and seasoning about- is what makes <laughs> the biggest difference. If you don't have the seasoning... You got to find the right seasoning for what you like, and it just we could literally season. make a whole podcast of Teague talking about the seasoning on the meat. Yeah, <laughs> that is how passionate he is about seasoning his meat. It's delicious. <laughs> so going back to it, I had started uh, doing intermittent fasting and working out regularly, and just becoming healthier, basically health conscious. And so I'm losing the weight, losing the weight, losing the weight. And I got down to probably the uh, lowest weight I've ever been with the most muscle packed on my body, which was amazing. I felt great, looked great. It was was awesome. And um, so this time, basically, I had done it differently to where my body didn't it didn't like shoot straight down and then i didn't have this crazy urge to shoot straight back up and Mm -hmm. gain tons of weight again Um, so we fast forward a little bit past that and i've gained a little bit of weight from what i originally gone down to but nothing like before it wasn't like this huge shoot up in weight where i start eating everything in sight yeah and like got up to 300 pounds like i'm bulky right now but i'm at a level where i'm not super uncomfortable with how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I could drop down pretty quickly and go yeah, back exactly. to where I was before. So yeah, this time was different. I kept the pounds off for the most part and um, did it way healthier, did it way, way better for my mental health as well too, because it wasn't just this like spike. Yeah. And then you also never stopped working out this time too. It was yeah. like, you found a passion in working out and like, well, you, you've taken it to a whole nother level than I have. in the fact that like, you're interested in arm wrestling. You're interested in like yeah. strongman stuff. Like we hadn't hung out in a while, and he literally pulls up. He's got a whole arm wrestling table. <laughs> He's got freaking Atlas stones. Like, in case you don't know what those are, those are literally just 
round stones that are like 150. Yeah, you got and, uh, plus. Yeah. Lower and higher. And then a lifting log, which is like a barbell that's very thick and handles in the middle instead. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely went down different avenues because I've always been interested in strongman and I've been following strongman and stuff like that. And I recently, well, I've been following arm wrestling for a long time. So it's just different stuff that interests me. And I wanted to kind of get in. I thought, why not get into it myself? I mean, maybe I'll never become like crazy good at these things, but I want to at least like have fun with it. Well, that's what I think is so cool about health too, is like you're doing all these different things. So you have like your basis of like working out, your basis of eating. And then on top of that, you're like, oh, this seems pretty cool. I'm going to give it a try. Like his body's like so much more capable now that mm-hmm. he's been consistent at this and he's strong, like insanely strong. And so like he starts all these other hobbies. He's already like got a basis, better at them. And then just has the ability to jump in between them as like, what's ever interesting in that day essentially yeah but it's it's i find it crazy how much of a difference the diet part of it makes true so you can work out all you want you can do all this stuff but you're not going to start losing weight and you're not going to feel better until you change your diet yeah that's what happened with me like once you change your diet and you start being healthier and you start regulating things and not just overeating all the time that's when you truly start to lose weight and when the poundage came off for me Mm-hmm. That's like you can do these crazy deficits and everything like that. But at the end of the day, if you do it healthily and at a, a decent pace for how like your body is built and everything like that and how much fat you have on and how you react to certain things, um, yeah. it's going to be way healthier to go maybe a little bit slower than you did before. If you just take into account how your body's feeling, even if you want to lose this weight so bad and you're actually determined to lose the weight, mm-hmm. just stop for a second and actually like feel what your body's feeling and feel like how you're reacting to this food or feel how you're reacting to this workout. It's that's what I had to do. I just sit, take a step back and feel how this certain food was affecting me, feel how this certain workout was affecting me, feel how much I could do of whatever I was doing. And once I did that, uh, it was so much easier for me to regulate things and to like actually become more healthy and health conscious. Right. Well, especially the part with your hunger too. So it's so easy if you're eating all the time, like eating like tons of small meals is to overeat because you're like, oh man, I'm hungry. But it's just like, oh wait, am I actually hungry? Like my stomach is grumbling and like, I feel like really tired or is it just like in my mind and I'm just like, I need to eat. I need to put something in my mouth. Yeah. That was like one of the main battles I had to overcome is... It all talks up to boredom. Like if you don't have anything for your brain to do or you're not being active or actively giving your brain a task or Mm -hmm. just doing something for like your body or brain to do, a lot of what my brain would do was say, oh, you're hungry. It's time to eat. You're hungry. You're not doing anything. It's time to eat. And that's false because when I started doing this intermittent fasting and started dying and everything like that. I learned what hunger is and your body (laughs) will tell you when you are hungry. You'll know what hunger is. Yeah. And a lot of the time my body was giving off this false message of, Oh, I'm hungry. I need to eat something. But in reality, that was just boredom. And that Mm -hmm. was just my body like, Oh, I have nothing to do. So this food sounds good. This this is what sounds good. So I'll go eat this. Well, like last year when I did the 75 hard for the first time. So I got 
right now I'm sitting at like 192. I got down all the way into the 170s, which is was very, very skinny for me. But still, even at that point, I had barely any body fat on my body. And I still was able to do one-day fast, two-day fast, all the way up to three-day fast. At the three-day fast, that was definitely like, okay, this is, this is a little too far for where my body's at right now. But what's really cool about them is you really feel like true hunger. Or like you feel that true hunger or you think you do. And then it goes away and your body is just like still functioning. You still feel great. And you, you're going throughout your day and you're noticing like, man, I want to eat right now, but it's more out of habit. And I just want to like, I'd find myself, I'd be playing video games and I'd literally like walk over to the cabinet. I'd literally walk over to the cabinet and look for food. I wouldn't have any food that I want to eat. I'd be like, wait, 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 I'm not eating. It was just purely out of habit. I was walking to the pantry. Yeah, I also notice that too. Once you hit a certain point, your body's like, I'm hungry. Like, But you'll hit the starving point where like, oh, I'm so hungry. I need to eat now. Mm-hmm. I need to do it. But if you just hold on like a little bit longer, you'll get to this point where your body's like, okay, this is fine. Like, yeah. I'm not actually that hungry. Yeah. And then you'll get even further and it'll be like, okay, yeah, I don't need to eat. And you can just keep going and keep going, not saying that you should keep going like for multiple, multiple days. Mm-hmm. Everything works differently for other people. But you can, once you get past that point, you realize that your body can push past it. Yeah. And it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's hard at first, but once you get to that point mm-hmm. you, and you've done it a few times, you realize, oh, I'm I'm going to be fine. I can just push past this. Yeah. A lot of what that is too is like distracting yourself, finding something to do. And if you can distract yourself long enough, it becomes even easier. Well, that's what I think is like so important and like so overlooked when you start thinking about health because like it's not just boredom that triggers that like wanting to eat, but also if you're feeling sad or if you're feeling just Mm -hmm. angry or if you're just trying to suppress like any emotion or just you're stressed out, like literally all these things can contribute to like you wanting to eat, you wanting to do like this, that, or another thing just to suppress that emotion. And that's why like health is like such a holistic thing that you need to uh, take into account and not just, how's my eating today? Did I exercise? (laughs) It's almost like putting on a poker face. Like you have to put on this poker face or this poker mentality where I'm not going to let like anything get through mentally, whatever, whatever's Mm -hmm. going on, I'm going to have a poker face about it. And I'm going to just keep, Keep on with my diet because if I do, the results will show and I, it's it's going to be better at the end of the day. Well, kind of getting back mm-hmm. to our transformations and like the whole poker face <laughs> idea. Actually, I've never heard that like quite an example like that, but I actually really like it because even when I was like, for instance, when Teague was working out and he are not working out, but dieting and was saying that he'd feel hungry and he just kind of had to push through it with the fasting or when I was working out, it was a huge thing for me to cut down from five days of lifting. So I was like, man, if I'm not building muscle at five days a week, how am I going to build muscle at three days a week? But that's why it's so important to create a plan because I just was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to just stick to the plan. And I'm just going to let that take controls. I like establish the boundaries. I'm going to do these four exercises. It's going to take me about 45 minutes. I'm going to do it three times a week. No more, no less. Teague was like, I'm not going to eat till this time. I'm going to eat like these kind of foods. And then I'm going to stop eating at a couple hours before he goes to bed. And so 
giving yourself those boundaries like is one of the first like steps to like making that transformation happen. And I feel like was really like kind of both of our turning points of like yeah. finding the boundaries that you need to like get results. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, also kind of a cheesy quote that I put on my <laughs> Instagram. Um, so I use this analogy of gas, like putting gas in a car. Mm-hmm. So say you have the lowest, whatever the lowest grade of gas is called compared to the highest grade of gas. So certain cars need certain gas, certain gases make a car run better, right? So if you think about putting fuel into your body, as far as like gas putting in, mm-hmm. going into a car. So I use this, I, I thought about this a lot, which helped me for some reason. Um, I would put, so I was empty. I was running on empty and my, my, car me i needed gas so i'd make my meal and i'd consciously think about what these things would like help in my body and what these things would do to my body and how great i would feel after i was done eating them yeah so i consume my food and i'd feel amazing just my rice bowl that's all i needed because Mm -hmm. it fueled my body so well and i could think clearly i could my body would operate quickly everything was like smooth running and then I'd add these other things in that I would try out and think about like, oh, is, that, is this going to help me in this way? This is what this promotes and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was like super fun finding out like what made my body run better when I yeah. was, when I needed to fuel it. What made my body like, what, how I reacted to these certain things. It was so much fun. Like, and you'd hit that point where you were on empty and you needed food and it was like, Okay, well, I, I get to eat, so I better think of something like what can I put this time to do this. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Sorry, well, like, that was another. Question, <laughs> well, like going forward too is like that's so. There's I mean obviously there's the plateaus, there's the dips, there's the ups, the downs. No matter how good you're doing, like how good of a program you're following, all that stuff is life happens. But what I do to stay on track is like learning, like listening to podcasts, reading books. As long as I notice I'm like trying to implement new things, I always find that I'm getting the best results. I'm challenging myself. But the second I'm like, you know, I'm doing good. I'm just going to not really pay attention to that, focus on other areas of my life. It always kind of like starts slacking. And then I also notice the other area of my life that I'm like, quote unquote, supposed to be focusing on or this, that, or another thing starts slacking as well. So that's where like, health for me especially or i don't know for you too but like when i'm like pushing forward in health i feel like i'm moving forward in like so much other parts of life yeah for sure like just the whole mentality behind it just being healthy and being conscious of these things and actively working out being active and all this kind of stuff is it puts you in this kind of mindset of almost i want to say confidence confidence and i'd say growth too yeah just like you're confident in yourself and you're just focus towards growing like better each day, whether it's better in your health, better in your, your business, better in your relationships, all that stuff. It's just generally like it builds you up in like the best way possible. I found I became a lot more confident in myself and what I was doing and all my actions. I like oozed confidence because I was happy. Mm -hmm. I was happy with how my body was. I was happy with how I was progressing. I was happy with my diet Everything was like going good. Everything is feeling like making me feel better. So why like why why stop? Why why exactly do anything else? But not to say that certain things that we're doing 
will work for other people. Some things don't work for other people. You have to f- figure out like where you need to go and what you need to do mm-hmm. for your own self and what works for you. And so that's where I feel like this kind of gets back to the point of this whole episode is like not being afraid to try things. Cause me and T both had to try things that were against the norm that we had never tried before. But once we found a plan and just stuck to it, it's, and then you'll, your body will tell you very quickly, is this plan working? Is this plan not working? Like over the course of just a week or two, you'll start noticing like, is this going to help me or is this hurting me? And then you stick to it and you stick to it and you stick to it. And as you keep going, you're just going to like get better and better as you refine your plan. Or sometimes you just have to like throw out what you're going to do and try something new. Don't be afraid to like tweak things. Yeah. Don't be afraid to change things. If your body is not reacting how you want, or you don't feel great about what's going on, or you're starting to crash during the day, don't be afraid to tweak things. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to change completely either because not everything is going to work for you. Yeah. And like I know moving ahead as far as me, I'm going to keep tweaking the whole time. I'm going to keep tweaking to see what works best for me. Some things are just going to be a complete failure for my body and how I react to them. But it's good to find out that those things don't work for you and and have never tried them at all. Yeah. Because maybe it'll be the best thing you've ever done in your life. It'll be the best diet and you'll respond great to it. But it's always good to keep like exploring and trying new things. And that's what I'm going to keep doing, Ned, in the future. I'm going to keep working out, keep exploring, keep trying to, to figure out how my body is going to react to these different things I'm throwing at it. Mm-hmm. Well, the one of the, it's not really a quote, but the idea of, I don't remember where I heard it the first time. It's just not focusing on like becoming that dream self right now. Like that goal that you have, what you're visualizing. Like this is the long game. Yeah. Got to play the long game. It's just every day. Just what can you do to get like 1% better? And then the next day, what can I do to get 1% better? Could I drink a little bit more water today? Can I push myself a little bit harder in the gym today? And then that 1% will add up way faster than you could ever imagine. Instead of like trying to tackle like, all right, today I'm going to completely change who I am as a person. Because after a week or two, uh, your body's going to be like, yo, uh, this is not who we are. Well, as far as me, basically, when I did that, I was so angry with myself that I was able to do it. Like Mm. I could just, I just switched. There was a switch in me. I just became someone different. I became this like animal who wanted it so badly. But as you see, the result of that, it didn't stay. Yeah. It doesn't you, you, It can't stay with you unless you're some kind of beast. <laughs> like, I could not be that person all the time. I could not stay in that mentality. And in the end, I just went right back to where I started, basically. So that goes to show you that you can't just shock yourself like that. Well, you can, but I don't see it sticking with you. I don't, yeah. I don't see that you sticking with that either, so... But for like everybody, every client I've worked with, for me, for Teague, for my family, friends, everybody that I've seen how to have a good transformation, it's just been a slow buildup over time. Like it slowly just becomes who you are and like what you're about. Yeah, it's going to be more beneficial, more healthy for you in the long run, you mm-hmm. know, mentally as well. Like you're not going to go insane thinking about how you're going to inhibit your diet or how you're going to stop yourself from doing all yeah. this stuff. You're going to be thinking about, Okay, I could tweak this a little bit, tweak that a little bit. It's a slow rise, slow build up to what you eventually want, your eventual goal. 
And maybe you don't have an eventual goal. Maybe you just want to keep progressing, keep going, keep tweaking, keep finding these new things. But even if you don't have, like, you don't know where you want to go, you should have an idea of what direction you want to head in right now. Mm Because that can always change. It's just you need somewhere to start walking towards so you're not just, like, wandering around trying a little bit of this, a little bit of that, never committing to one thing to actually see if it's going to help you or not. Yeah, and that's what it took me, basically, to commit to being yeah. healthy, being health conscious and all that stuff. And there was a great result from it. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, we don't have too much else for you guys. Main takeaways here is just finding a plan, sticking to it, focusing on just getting a little bit better every day. And then not everything is going to be like beneficial for you. Yeah, that's beneficial for me. Be your thing. Yeah. You have to figure out what works for you. And that's, that's mainly what I had to do, and I think that's a great takeaway from mm-hmm. everything I've learned is experiment. Figure yeah. out what's going to work. And then also, just with the going along the lines of just trying to get 1% better, like listening to podcasts, reading books is all just amazing ways to kind of keep your mind in that like zoned-in spot of like, oh, I'm going to keep getting better, just a little bit better. You're just keeping your head down. You just keep working, and guess what? One day you're going to look up, you're going to be where you want to be. You're not even going to realize how much time has passed. But other than that, guys, I don't have anything more for you. What about you, Teague? Any final thoughts? That's about it. I think I've said what I want to say. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon.